we start today's episode, just to let you know, you can now nominate for the 2025 Northern Power Women Awards. To be in with a chance of celebrating with changemakers, trailblazers and advocates on the 6th of March 2025. Nominate now at wearepower.net. Women podcast for your career and your life, no matter what business you're in. Hello, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Northern Power Women podcast. I'm Sam Walker, she's Simone Roche, and we're here with you every single week talking about life, career, and kind of everything in between. And let's not let's not forget that everything's kind of mushed up together at the moment, isn't it? As so many of us are working from home. Simone, such a difficult week over the weekend, especially for so many families with teenage kids with those exam results. Oh, I just think it's caused anxiety levels. You know, I think this has been going on. We've had our young people have not been in education for months. Mm. And this whole kind of exam result has been looming, hasn't it? Uh, you know, with the, the, the Scottish hires, the A-level results, and we've got the GCSE results coming this week mm. and the yeah. whole melee as we go into clearing or whatever you want to do next it's just it's just bringing so even more um uncertainty and you know concern to our our young people feeling as though that they're absolutely being left behind and it's always amplifying you know the way we've talked at times about or you know are we going back from a gender perspective to 1950s britain yeah i really feel a sense of this amplifying the social mobility piece around Mm. um, education. And I think if you're the sort of the smaller classrooms seem to be getting the more advantageous kind of decisions in relation to the, 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 uh, the grades and stuff like that. So it just all feels just, I think that I'm frustrated because we've known that this date was coming and we've known that our young people haven't been in education and been able to get the level of support that they could in advance of not taking exams. So I don't know, it just all feels very last minute that Hmm. it's all, it has literally all come to a head, hasn't it? It has. And and all that's been rattling around my head for the last few days is that I failed my maths mock GCSE. I failed it miserably. I think I got 30%. And at that, I had a massive meltdown. And my teacher went, it's a total blip. I have faith in you. And I went on to get an A. And I just thought, goodness me, you know, if I'd been judged on my mock exam, it would have really, really had a massively detrimental effect on on the rest of my education. But look, we're going to talk about this a lot more. Well, not you and I personally, but of course, our fabulous Northern Power Futures podcast, which is going to be out in a couple of weeks time. It is specifically for teenagers and people in the early years of their career. Please, please, please do listen. That is coming for you on August the 26th, the next season of the Northern Power Futures podcast. So do listen in. Yeah, I think it's an important one, isn't it? This one, yeah. you know, I said, is that, I think the great thing, isn't it? Is, you know, we, we, the questions we've got are straight from the mouths of, of the people who are in this, what some people are calling this, it's like this guinea pig phase, isn't it? Mm. You know, you, and we don't want to put labels on these young people. We want to be able to find a different way 
um, for them to find new opportunities or to, you know, um, enhance, develop their careers, find their own paths and stuff. So I think, yeah, thanks, thanks in advance to everyone who, who takes part in the, in this and supporting our young people and our, our future talent. People who are going to be doing this podcast in years to come. 100%. I have to say, just to add to that level of anxiety, which I'm so sorry to do because I think we've all been through the mill this week. Do you know the UK economy made the news here in the States this week? And it was actually one of the top five headlines on one of the major news networks. The fact that the UK has sunk into the worst recession of any major economy. You know, output shrunk by over 20% in the second quarter of this year. It's the worst quarterly slump on record. Three quarters of a million jobs are gone in the UK. And there are fear, of course, that once the furlough programme ends in November, there are going to be more redundancies. If this is something that you are facing or have faced, get in touch. Get online, first of all, and do sign up to power-platform.com because that is where you can really help make some fantastic connections. But get in touch with us here at the podcast, please, because we want to know what you are experiencing. Mm. Let us know what life is like for you right now. Podcast at northernpowerwomen.com. You were saying, Simone, that you've seen some kind of interesting takes on the way the government is kind of running the show at the moment. Almost like seasonal marketing campaigns. You know, we're going to talk absolutely 100% about, um, you know, stay, stay at home, stay safe. And then it's stay alert. Um, and then it's, um, right, we're going to build back better. Then we're going to go to school, not go to school. And I think it just seems to have gone from one thing to the other. And I know, I know, I know, I know we are making history with this. It's unprecedented, but it does feel as though all of a sudden all of the dice are thrown and we go that way. Mm. And then we get to that corner. It's going, oh, no, we're going over here because we've got everyone back to hospitality. But now actually that might have to go again if we, because we've got to get back into school and we actually don't know how that's going to go. Oh, and by the way, oh, we're not quite sure on the track and trace. And it just all feels... It just all feels a bit like we're, you know, in a in a dark corridor at the moment, and all of a sudden a flash, a, a news flash will come over here, and an advertising kind of sign will come over here, and we'll all go that way, um, and then there's a better offer on over here, so we'll go that way. So that that sort of how um, I read this week, someone sort of equated it to was a marketing sort of series of campaigns mm. trying to compete, a bit like competing for the John Lewis advert, I think, uh, but with less dogs <laughs> jumping on trampolines. <laughs> You've got to laugh because I think <laughs> everyone's so confused and no one really knows what's going on. And I, I understand that whatever your politics are, you might view what the government is doing differently. And I also understand that even if you are you know, not supporting the current government from a political stance, you kind of think, well, the world is changing every five yeah. minutes right now. And so they are rolling with the punches a bit. But I don't know. Again, we would love to hear from you. Do you feel there is strong leadership going on at the moment when it comes to your career, when it comes to your business, when it comes to your feeling of financial security for your family for the next six months and beyond? Do you feel there is leadership at play here? Do you feel the government has your best interests at heart? We're not here to tell you. We would love to hear from you. So do get in touch, please. Podcast at northernpowerwomen.com. I wanted to gear change just a little bit to a really interesting story I saw a couple of days ago. Do you remember Simone? Blimey O'Reilly, back in the day, was one of our first ever podcasts that we recorded in Liverpool. The fantastic Maggie O'Farrell was there. 
from the Women's Org, of course, along with um, some other brilliant panellists. And we were talking about um, a report that had come out of Silicon Valley and it was the way that women dress had an impact on whether or not they received venture capitalist funding. So if they were trying to set up a, you know, a startup and they were going for VC, to how they dressed, if they looked more feminine and if they were kind of, quote, blonder, they were less likely to get the funding than if they dressed in a more androgynous or even masculine way and had shorter hair and the like. Do you remember that conversation? Oh, I do. And I, I do remember um, uh, Liam Kelly talked about having yes. his red shoes. Do you remember? And that's how people knew when he was going to a big guy meeting is because he'd have his red, his red shoes on. So there's been lots of talk about this. And um, we've We've been through this over our power circles. Mm. You know, we put in for some innovation funding. Uh, last week, we found out we didn't get it. 14 out of 250 uh, applications, only 14 were given and only two uh, were given that had, you know, female leadership, you know, and just just really frustrating. So I know Maggie O'Carroll, who you've just mentioned, they, as part of the um, the women's group uh, here in Liverpool, they put a report together as well. And it's another to shout out to the Chancellor going, this is what we want. We're getting overlooked with investment. We are getting, you know, we are, we are lagging behind. It's just not coming this way. And we, I think, Someone else that we've had uh, on this is uh, Sam White. Sam White is absolutely serial entrepreneur. Is, is sort of taking this to task at the moment because when she was 23 years old and trying to set a business up, she couldn't get that investment. You know, and it was almost a case of well, we'll have to get. You know, I've got to get men on the board to be able to make it more. Mm. Oh, look at me! I'm I'm more like you. Therefore, you'll give me money. You know what? That's not the way this should be. And now she set up something called social capital to be able to get over this. So there was a whole kind of worms in this and it is not going away because especially in this evolving world changing global pandemic we are seeing more um, entrepreneurs who happen to be female happen to be black Asian minority ethnic setting up businesses or gosh dare I say growing businesses as well but that investment is just not finding its way Uh, Laura Hepburn we've talked about uh, on many times on 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 this podcast Greenology over in in, in Tees Valley she had to again get a a male on her board to get her a number of million pounds investment for her business, you know, and it's, it's, why do we have to play the game? Why do we have to do that? Why mm. can't we do things differently? Because it's not, you know, the 1980s, it's 2020. Yeah, I still right. believe, even though many of us want to forget 2020. <laughs> Sidebar, I've just realised I called Maggie O'Carroll Maggie O'Farrell, who is in fact a fantastic <laughs> author. Uh, but shout out to you, Maggie O'Carroll and Maggie O'Farrell. Right, why not? You're two amazing women. Um, they're awesome, both of them. They're both awesome. The reason I brought this up is because, um, I mean, everything that you've just said, 100%, is, is very valid indeed. I saw a really worrying report that came out of um, Duke University. And it's the fact that black women with natural hairstyles are far less likely to get a job interview than a white woman or even a black woman with straightened hair. Wow. This is really incredible. And and I think, I mean, Ashley Rosette, who's a management professor and a senior dean at this university, is just saying, you know, 
Since the death of George Floyd, so many organisations have quite rightly focused on tactics to help eradicate racism at, at systemic and structural levels. And yet our individually held biases often precede the type of racist practices that become embedded and normalised within organisations. Women who are, well, black women who have, quote, natural hairstyles, braided hairstyles, Afro hairstyles, are so less likely to get an interview. And that is just extraordinary, isn't it? And I think it's so important to remember how women of colour, as much as we as white women are affected by biases at work and biases in the whole, as you said, you know, venture capitalist space and funding space and board space, women of colour are still worse affected than white women and we have to remember this and we have to band together yeah because you know if we don't all raise up none of us raise up absolutely and it is it's that it's that whole intersectionality isn't it it's that you know that those that the unconscious bias and the conscious bias that is this and this is why i'm 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 worried we have to keep talking we have to keep amplifying because it's it's so easy for the passion, the power and the progress that the Black Lives Matter movement has been making to all of a sudden be overshadowed by something else over here or something else over there. This cannot go away. This cannot go back to the normal. In fact, nothing can go back to normal. On the, um, In fact, actually, on the recent Michelle Obama podcast, yes, I know, she's created a podcast. Damn it, she, she's going to come and sweep all the awards. <laughs> but on her podcast, her guest said uh, last week, you know, don't reach for normal, reach for better. Yeah, 100%. Um, and I thought, that has really resonated me over the last sort of 10 days or so since I heard that. I think it's it's really important. We keep setting a bar of normal. Well, no, it's got to be better. 100%. 100%. And we'd love to hear your experiences, whether you are a woman of colour, whether you're LGBTQ+. Plus. Uh, individual, let us know. I mean, I, I know that I've, you know, a lot of friends and colleagues that I have within the LGBTQ plus community always, always make the point. Oh, isn't it great how all these big businesses put the rainbow flag on their social media badge for a month for Pride Month, and then, well, everything goes back to normal, or nothing actively changes within organisations, and that's the change we we demand. We need to demand as one to see now. So yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Because we've just come through what would have been, you know, sort of the absolutely social, socially undistanced pride, pride yeah, months, haven't pride we? Month, yeah. You know, it's it's such a, a big, massive celebration um, and, you know, recognition. And, and we've not had that. And I know towns have, have, again, put the, you know, put the rainbow flags out and stuff like that. But obviously it's, it's, it's even more challenging now, you know, and it's, it goes back to what we say about a lot of things. This isn't pie. Just because we're talking about Black Lives Matter doesn't mean that we don't care about LGBTQ plus or we don't care about gender equality or we don't care about mental well, health. Or class we don't diversity, care about, exactly. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. It's when you have a second child, you don't have to love the first one less because you've got another one. There is enough yeah. to go around, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> right, look, let's bring some love into the room, shall we? It's time for our fabulous life lessons. It's where you get in touch and just share some of your life lessons with us. We provide the questions. We tell you what to do. It's dead simple, but we love to hear your experiences and your stories. And this week... I love this woman. It's only the Scouse scientist, Simone. 
She's brilliant. Holly Ellis. Uh, and I just love it. You know, she's got some brilliant sound bites on this. I can almost feel all the little, the little animated quotes coming out of this, but absolutely wonderful. She's only 26 years old. She's a scientist. She's accomplished. And I love this advice that she's got to share. Hi, my name's Holly Ellis and I am a clinical scientist in genetics in the NHS. Tell us about an important role model in your life. Well, my mum is definitely the person I look up to most. Growing up, it was just us two and we've got such a special bond. Looking back, it's clear to see that she made so many sacrifices to give me the best life and she always put me first. She's such a kind, considerate and hard-working person and she's my biggest support. I always think that if I'm lucky enough to be a mum one day, then I hope I'm as good as her. What's one piece of advice that really stuck with you? The best piece of advice that my mum gave me was that you can achieve anything you put your mind to, just go for it. There's been so many occasions in my life where I've been nervous to try something new, um, especially when I started my YouTube channel, The Scouse Scientist. I put it off for ages because I was so worried that I'd get trolled and just embarrass myself. But in the end, you've just got to go for it. Better to try and fail than not try at all. What advice would you pass on to someone starting their career today? I would say dream big and don't let anything hold you back. I'm not the stereotypical scientist that people often imagine with the crazy hair and a well-spoken accent in a white lab coat. In fact, I'm quite the opposite. But I am still a scientist. So don't be put off certain careers because you don't fit the mould. Why don't you recreate the mould and just be proud to be you? What would you tell the 25-year-old about work-life balance? Well, I'm actually only 26, so I don't know how much wisdom I can provide to a 25-year-old. And in fact, I think I could probably do with some advice on this myself, as this is something that I struggle with. Anyone who knows me will know that my life is totally hectic. And I'm always on the go with work, school visits, my YouTube channel, um, and as well, always trying to see family and friends, go to the gym and eat healthy. Sometimes it all gets too much and I can become a bit stressed because I never take any time to relax. Since lockdown, this has obviously had to change. And for me, one of the positives has actually been having some time to just chill out. For the first time in my life, I've actually had a chance to relax in the garden and read a book and I've absolutely loved it. Obviously, lockdown has had its challenges too, but one thing that I'm going to try and carry on with in the future is just taking that time to relax and de-stress and I think this is something that we could all benefit from. Tell us a time when you've had to be resilient. Well, I often tell this story in order to encourage others to be resilient and push themselves out of their comfort zone. So basically, 10 years ago, I was taken on a school trip down to Oxford and encouraged to apply to the university. I had a great time on the trip, but I had no intentions of applying simply because I didn't think I'd fit in. After a lot of encouragement, I eventually applied on the basis that I wouldn't get in anyway. So when I found out that I got a place at St. John's College to study biological sciences, I went into absolute panic mode. 
The night before I was due to start uni, I stayed overnight in Oxford with my mum and nan and I cried the whole night because I just thought I'd made a huge mistake and I just wanted to go back home. So this fear was because I just didn't think that I was posh enough, rich enough. No one in my family had been to uni before. I had this strong Scouse accent and I basically thought I just wouldn't fit in. I'd have no friends and I'd hate it. In the end, my mum said to me, just stay for one week and I'll come back next week and if you don't like it, I'll bring you home. So I decided to stay, quite happy that I was only going to be there for a week. So the following week, my mum turned up and she was pleased to find out that I actually wanted to stay. So I fitted right in, I made lots of friends and I was absolutely loving it. The truth was, nobody cared where you were from We were all kind of in the same position, just wanting to make friends and everyone was just as nervous as I was. This was the best decision I ever made and I'm just so glad that I didn't give up and go back home on day one. So this kind of shows it's good to push yourself out of your comfort zone because you never know what will happen. Thank you so much to the brilliant Holly Ellis, the Scouse Scientist. Amazing to hear your life lessons. And one of my favourites there was to better to try and fail than not to try at all. I loved that. Loved it. We'd love to hear And I think really, yeah, in this exam climate where we started our conversation today, that couldn't be a better better quote as well out there. So, yeah, I think she was brilliant. I loved it. And And congratulations. Holly Ellis is now Holly O'Day. So she's just got married. So congratulations and thank you for sharing your life lessons with us. She did a COVID wedding. Brilliant stuff. We'd love to hear yours, definitely. Podcast at northernpowerwomen.com is where you can get in touch. Just let us know. You'd love to take part and we'll do the rest. It's dead easy. Thank you so, so much. Now, look, before we head off into the very sweaty sunset here, we're going through a heat wave in Arizona, 47 degrees all week. It's absolutely ridiculous. But you were talking last week, Simone, about having, you know, in these times when so many of us aren't able to travel, aren't able to get away on a proper family holiday, just having a bit of a mental health break and getting away makes such a difference. I saw a, a cartoon in the New Yorker this week and it said, do I work from home or do I live at work? And I thought, I hear you. I hear you. And oh I had a week where, do you know what? I, I reached my, my limit. I reached my limit. I thought I've been working from home. I've been so lucky to have a job. I've been so lucky to be busy. But since March, I've been working six or seven days a week. I've been homeschooling my children. I've been, a, you know, a wife and a mother. I've been doing all the housework. I've been doing all the shopping, you know, and just I couldn't stand anyone asking me anything anymore. I was I was like, I'm full. I don't have any more to give to anybody. And I needed to get away. And luckily, my brilliant husband said, go away and book me a night in a hotel literally 10 miles from where we live and I drove out of my house I drove for 15 minutes I drove into the hotel I walked in shut the door and didn't speak to anyone for 24 (laughs) hours and it was the most glorious thing I've pretty much ever done if you have the chance just to get away even if you go to a mate's and say can I stay in your spare room but don't talk to me because I thought about doing that as well it's it's helped me reset so, so much. And do you know what? We've been to sunny Clangothlin. Well, actually, it was thundery Clangothlin in the first instance. And then it became sunny Clang- Clangothlin. It's time I haven't got my teeth in. but um, And it was brilliant. We were there for less than 20, 22 hours, something like that. And 
it made all the difference. So you've, it's hard, isn't it? We all think there's so much and there's this and we can't do this or we're a bit scared or a bit fearful or whatever it may be. You've got to work with your own, your own sort of health and safety limits, haven't you? As to how you want to, you know, how you, how you feel safe. But whatever you do, just do something for yourself. Um, I found that sometimes just to walking around the block, um, stepping away from the desk, walking around the block and looking at some of the fantastic street art in the Baltic Triangle here just perks me up a little bit. Um, 100%. And I think that's what's been really tough here in Phoenix because you can't go for a walk when it's 47 degrees outside. (gasps) Unless you get out at half five in the morning, you're not going out till 10 o'clock at night. And it's a short period of time that it's that hot in Phoenix. But I tell you, with lockdown, not being able to have those little breaks, that's been tricksy. It's been tricksy. But I got away. So yay. It's happy days. Let us know, please, (laughs) what has worked for you. Those bits of self-care, those moments to yourself that you can take what have you done? Let us know. Podcast at northernpowerwomen.com or send us a tweet at North Power Women. Thank you so much for listening. Marvellous to have your company as ever. Don't forget the next episode of the Northern Power Women podcast is coming your way on Monday, August the 24th. Until then, thank you so much for listening. She's Simone Roche. I'm Sam Walker. And the Northern Power Women podcast is a What Goes On Media production. Oh.